Hey, Sherry girl. Hey, Corey. <laughs> All right. You know, as we always say, this is going to be one of those episodes. I can already see. I already know it. I already know it. So, so where I want to go today. All right. What we got? I, I want to talk about self-care. Because okay. it, it's the buzzword. But I went to a, a training this week that really left a mark on me. So the, the, the Department of Mental Health has a partnership with, faith, with the faith-based community, and they put together like a really um, amazing uh, uh, topic uh, in terms of, of self-care. And the whole point of it was to say that you, that you cannot be immersed in suffering and not be touched by it. And they talked about something called compassion fatigue. I was looking up the, the quote, and it says the, the expectation that we can be immersed in suffering and lost daily and not be touched by it is as unrealistic as expecting to be able to walk through water without getting wet. And the thing is, I, I feel like that's definitely true in my case. We're you know, dealing with what they call compassion fatigue, where you're constantly giving, giving, giving. But I feel like that's also true if you're a business owner, where you that you have to have a space where you come apart from all of the giving that you do. And I realized sitting through this training that, you know, I do so much in the world of personal development. Like for me, spiritual development and personal development are really one in the same. I don't see them as really different topics because I, for me, they get at the same end, which is the manifestation of your best self. But I realized that so much of the work that I do, it's like I'm getting ready to prepare. I mean, excuse me, getting ready to present. So all of the study that I do, I'm studying because I'm getting ready to preach on Sunday. Or I'm studying because I'm getting ready to teach this workshop. Or, But it's always to some end. It's never just eating, metaphorically. To enjoy. Right. Or to just give to myself. Right. And so it, I, at one point, I did have a personal goal of making sure that I read something that wasn't in relation to preparing for a class. But I had gotten away from that. And I realized I need some kind of activity that's just feeding me, that's not feeding me so that I can feed somebody else. And so I don't know. I, I just feel like that has application way beyond clergy. I feel like that applies to everybody because there's no way to go through the world and not be touched by the world. And not be touched by all of the stuff that's happening in the world. And I feel like we don't have a high enough priority on self-care. And then self-care right now, because it's the buzzword, so everybody's like, oh, you know, get a massage or, you know, go on a retreat or whatever. But there's some self-care things that you can do that don't cost any kind of money. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I don't know where, where you sit with that. I don't, you know, but I wanted to bring that up because in my mind, to me, it is probably one of the most important wealth habits, which is how you take care of yourself. And mm -hmm. this was this falls under that category of physical plus, you know, appearance, your health plus your appearance, what's going on inside of you, as well as what's going on outside of you. Well, I definitely believe that uh, what's going on in the inside is a reflection of your outside. So you definitely have to have at least I believe, some channel to be, able, to be able to let it go, right? So, you know, you said something where if you are constantly 
uh, and, and for lack of a better term, let's say preparing for work, right? Because that's really what you're doing when you're when you're practicing your speeches, when you're setting up for the content. It's all with the design to be able to deliver it to our audience or whatever it might be. I do believe that you know from that ability to find oneself and have the ability to uh, have gratitude and and be able to get something out of it, I definitely believe you have to be selfish in some sense to be able to say, I need this for me. Because I think if you don't feed yourself, right, it's too difficult to feed other people because it gets exhausting. You know, someone used to always tell me that person's getting heavy, <laughs> right? right? And so I want to make sure that if I'm strong enough to hold these people up, I got to feed my own mind, my own self, right? right? And right. so, you know, one of my rituals that I do every morning, and, and it's so funny because I think you and I talked about this, is no matter what, I don't have to get up to alarm clock. I wake up every morning by five o'clock every morning, like clockwork, that right? That is so and, lovely. Yeah, and no matter what time I go to bed. So that's what's crazy about it. But what I love about that is this discipline that comes within my own, you know, self that says, hey, that's my personal time. And I know if I get up any later, by the time I get up later, then I got my daughter coming in the room. I got my wife asking questions. I got the phones ringing. And therefore, I don't have my time, right? So right. going back to what you were saying about that, you know, that caring that you have to do for yourself, for me, that's my caring. I call it my MIT time, right? My most important time, right? And I block it out on my calendar. I make sure that it's set in stone and it's my time. And I don't want to be disturbed by anything because it's mine, right? And that could be my meditation time. That could be my ability to read my my book time, you know, where I'm just sitting there laying in the bed and reading chapters. Or maybe it's my audio and podcast time or whatever it might be, but it's got to be my and I think that's important for people to have that. So in, because I, I don't have the consideration of having to share my time with somebody else. So it really is waking up before Jordan gets up. Yeah. Did you find that you had any pushback in terms of like locking off that time for your time? Not really. I mean, you know, I think the, so you and I talked before when it comes to relationships, communication, Right. I think at the end of the day, the more we communicate and the more we talk about what things are that make us better, whatever makes us better makes us better for our spouses, makes us better for our children, makes us better for our environment, our workplace. So I think there's a benefit to it, right? And I think when, you know, I don't believe that every, you know, spouse or husband and wife should be, um, for lack of a better term, always on top of each other. I think there's the space does help grow, right? And I think if you can learn how to grow together by having that ability to go away and come back and then bring what you've learned to the to the playing field, then it helps everything grow, you know? So that's why I think that uh, it's worked really well for me and Delilah, you know? Right, 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 right. Um, is, is your, like, I know for me, I have a pretty set thing. Like, I wake up, I meditate, I tap, I read, I do my gratitude list. Like, those are like my... Your staples. Right, exactly. <laughs> right? Exactly. Like, that, those are the first things that I do. And then there's like time I'll read something and I try to read something every day, um, you know, and do read something every day. But I can't say that it always happens in the morning. Do you have like a system that you use that like is your consistent system? Yeah. You know, for me, I'm bright eyed and bushy tail first thing in the morning. That's just my, I'm a morning person, right? Flipping amazing. Man, nighttime, forget about it. I could I could start my book out and I could be reading the same line 50 <laughs> times and go, 
and look like this. I'm like, oh, did I, what would I say again? And then I'll go back and highlight it again. And that book may take 12 years to get read if I do it at nighttime. So for me, first thing in the morning, as soon as I wake up, before my brain starts working, that is my ritual, right? Okay. Go right to, the, to a quiet space, wherever that quiet space is for you. I typically will get a glass of water because I, I'm all about hydrating right when you wake up, right? And then I'll go into my home office and uh, shut the door and usually my dog Bo will come with me or whatever and we'll just kind of sit down and I just start reading. You know, I'll read a chapter because that's my goal to read a chapter uh, or two a day. And I was, I'm reading like three books right now, so I'm reading a chapter from each book. Um, but that's kind of the way I can get through my process. Got it, got it, got it. So... What do you think, like, business owners, because, again, like I said, this, this event really, it, it, was, it was really wonderful because I was shocked just to, that, it was, that it even existed. Mm-hmm. Um, the, there seems to be some foresight in whoever put it together realizing that a lot of people who are dealing with, like, mental health issues, they will probably land on the doorstep of a clergy person faster than they would land on the doorstep of a man, right exactly because we have such a stigma around mental health yeah. but i i guess i really believe that that i don't know i i haven't personally had a therapist yeah. not in any kind of long term way a lot of the work that i do is therapy in a, in some ways right but i don't i i think that we i think that people need therapists I think that people need a space where they can think out and talk out the stuff that they're dealing with. You know, look, look, I, I, okay. So I have my own different beliefs about working through stuff. You know, I believe that at the end of the day, each individual should be and accept responsibility for their own actions and things that they do, right? But I also believe that it's definitely important to be able to bounce ideals, talk about things that are holding you back. I, my wife says all the time, I'm extremely blunt, right? And she, babe, filter. That's what she says to me all the time, right? And I'm like, but babe. And, you, I, and usually right? when I'm around Corey and he gets blunt, I go, Delilah. Right. <laughs> get, get your man. So, so I know that about myself. But let me say why I feel that way and why I am that way. I think at the end of the day, I don't ever want to be that person that held so much in that I become stressed and I have a heart attack at age 50. You know what I mean? Or I'm dealing with so much pent up bottled energy of things that have happened in my life that's added so much stress that I'm having a stroke, you know? So for me, I just say what's on my mind. And I, whether good, bad, or indifferent, and I know sometimes it's not appropriate, but I do. But I feel like at the end of the day, it's got to be about my own self-sustaining you know what i mean and what i mean by that is that i don't want to die right and i don't want to die because i'm holding back saying something to someone who pissed me the heck off or did something wrong and i'm holding it on and later on day because i i read this article that talked about the silent killer it's not the massive heart attack that you have to worry about. It's the small, many small ones that you have that can kill you because it's been that pent-up frustra- frustration or that, that thing you've been dealing with or that argument you've been having with your spouse multiple days, day in and day out, or the kids not doing what they're supposed to do. It's those little things that make that massive coronary be bigger, right? And so for me, I'm like, hmm, nah, I'm trying to be around a while, okay? So that means... Hey, I'm going to tell you what's on my mind. I tell my daughter, I'm just telling the truth. (laughs) 
Right. That's my word. I'm just telling the truth. Okay, okay. Let me play some devil's advocate here sure. because ew, I don't know if go I agree on. with that, Corey. Go on, go on. Because truth is relative. There is no I, truth is always perspe- perspective. I think truth is truth. No, truth yeah. is always perspective. At, at any point, you could find. Listen, we got an entire country being run by somebody with a different perspective, and for what they, <laughs> and for them, they're what they're doing is truth. Truth is perspective. And so I, I think, like, where's the balance between being? I think most people in America are worried about what like other when, people think. But when, but when are you responsible for caring about the other person? Let me ask you a question, okay? Yes. I made that statement. I believe that most people in America, or most people in general, I don't care, America, wherever else it's going to be, they worry more about what other people think. Okay, and I think you, you're right that there is too much caring about what other people think. And but I also believe mm-hmm. that people matter. I think I think that people matter, and I don't think that I think that there's a balance between so, I'm telling you my truth uh-huh. and. So let me ask you a question, okay? So you say people matter, and I agree, people do matter. I think at the yes. end of the day, they're definitely. But when does it become a detriment to you when you put that person or those other people before your own personal beliefs and your own personal growth of yourself? I know a lot of people who will sacrifice their own personal comfort level in, in, in benefit of someone else's. I think that's wrong. I just, that's my own opinion. I think at the end of the day, look, uh, uh, my wife is a perfect example, right? My wife is amazing. She has got a heart of gold, right? And and I think what balances her and I out is the fact that we're the complete opposite, right? But I often will be like, babe, mm, you need to say something, you know? But in her mind, the nice thing to do or the right thing to do is, as you say, care enough about that person not to maybe say certain things. But I think at the end of the day, are you doing me more service or more harm? You know, because let's think about it from but, a child. Uh, wait, so, wait, let's so, think about no, a child. Because I think, Hold on. I think the question is, is this mine to say? I think you have to answer that. Is this mine to say? Is this mine to share? Is this mine to do? And I think some of, I'm just telling the truth, is that it's really not yours to say, do, or if, care. If they ask my opinion and if they say something okay. that's in you're my right. space, if, if I right. can say what's in my space, but right? Every, but everything okay. is that. But listen, wait, wait, wait. Don't, okay, I know you. <laughs> don't act like everything is solicited. No, okay? it, no I, it is. Nine times in a ten, it is. They'll ask us simple question or they'll make it okay so here's a question everything is not solicited here's my question if we're sitting in this room right now and you're making a comment about something right and that comment i feel i have a strong opinion about whatever that comment is right and i'm in this space if it was the private conversation i shouldn't be in the range to be able to hear what that conversation is okay y'all let me know in the comments (laughs) where do you think the line is Because I do think that telling the truth is a part of self-care. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that you can do more damage to yourself holding things in. By all means. Absolutely. But I also believe that there's a fine line where you cross into saying what should not be said, doing what should not be done, and sharing what should not be shared. I think at the end of the day, most people... I think that everyone has their own opinion. And, right? 
Is that fair? <laughs> I believe everyone has their own opinion, right? Uh, yeah. And yeah. what you're saying right now, we have a difference of agreement. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. Because, look, I'm just saying, look, Sherry, look, I'm going to be honest, right? I'll give an example. As parents, right, our primary goal is to make sure that we take care of our kids. We want our kids to have more and have better than we've had when we were growing up. I mean, that's the, the, the fundamental culture of a parent, right? To do or give our children better and more, right? We've had podcasts that we talked about, you know, is your child being spoiled? Are we giving them too much? Are we hindering them, right? So when does it come a time where you as an individual say, okay, I've gone on this path, and I've done my best to protect this person from the things that are out there, whether your children, your spouse, your significant other, whatever it might be. And then there comes a time when you have to say that person needs to accept responsibility for themselves. They need to start realizing at the end of the day, it's not cookies and cream all day long out there in the real world. It's just not. So I guess for me and how I look at this conversation that we're having right now, I don't necessarily believe that sugarcoating someone's feelings and making sure that they feel at the end of the day that this is the cookies and cream conversation we're having when realistically, look, here's me. And I'm just going to say, and I think this is different, right? Sherry, you and I have conversations all the time. Look, the only way to grow is if you know that there's something you need to grow to. If you don't understand what's out there and no one's giving you the insight, constructive criticism, right? Like I hear it all the time, right? And at the end of the day, I know that the only way I can get better is improving. Now, I always say I'm a work in progress, right? <laughs> Hands down, I know that I am, right? But I feel that my growth and what I've done is because of someone telling me something, Corey, okay, rein it in, turn the red down a little bit. You can't break them hearts and have them crying up here, right? Because I think my staff and my team in the office, I got to imagine, I think you guys love it here, right? I think we're, we enjoy ourselves. You no, okay. You, know, you, got me sad, you got me sound like the villain on here, okay? I'm, I'm not going to make you the villain, <laughs> but I do want to say, I do want to say that, that if I give you constructive feedback, you're constantly, you push back. And I'm like, is it just because it's coming from me? And uh, like, okay, so let's talk about this. This was at a seminar that you and I were at, and it wasn't that I was pushing back. Okay, so let's put everything in the context. So first of okay? all, Corey did an amazing job. The seminar was absolutely awesome, and and we do what, a round what, what, table, a round table, mm-hmm. right? I call it a celebrate and fix, mm-hmm. right? Celebrate what works, fix what needs improvement, right? And so I had a suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all of a sudden, he's arguing with me with the suggestion. Sure. And I'm thinking... I was, was I I'm arguing thinking, with you? Come I on, named, you were a named, little drama now, right? I named right? 100 things that went right, and one thing that I said, this could be different. Not even better, this could be different <laughs> as an idea. And it was like, no, that, well, that don't work. No. Okay, so let me, let me ask you a question. When we talk about failure... Right. We both agree that failing is not failing unless you give up. Right. Failure we is also. Not failing, right. right. We also both I agree. I never fail. I only learn. Right. right. And we also agree that failing is just finding one of the way that didn't work. Now move on. Right? right. Correct. So in my infinite wisdom of 25 years as a speaker, right, as I throw this out there to you, you're saying something that I completely agreed with in the sense of saying that, yes, 
dialogue and interaction in a speaking event is amazing. So we, it's have, to, organic. we, have, to, we have to give a context. Okay. So we're, we have a new series yep. that, that's being done. It's a lunch and learn series mm-hmm. called The Code to Retirement. Correct. It's and on the it financial side. On the mm-hmm. financial side. And there are five components to mm-hmm. it, right? Mm-hmm. And so the component that was discussed on uh, Wednesday was taxes. Right. Great, uh, great audience. Everybody was there. Everybody was engaged. And so at the end, which is what happens at the close of every event, is everybody gets sits at the table. We finally eat after watching everybody else eat. <laughs> and, and then we sit and say, okay, what went right and what could be better? Right. Right. So we come around the table and I said, this was good. This was good. This was good. This was good. And I said, you know, another thought is that... Um, Perhaps there's a way to engage them so that people can let off some of the energy to have them share. And so Corey's response was, well, no, it's too hard to wrangle them in a setting, in a time setting, because it's only 30 minutes to basically get the information in. And I said, this is true. Okay, what if it was set a timer and turn to your neighbor and share the information? Now it's not, you, you're not wrangling. It's just literally the timer's gone off and you're back. It was just a suggestion. Corey's going into all about how this is not a good suggestion or not Sherry, right. I never said it was not a good suggestion. Come on, Sherry. I can't believe you're sitting up there saying this. Okay, you got me sound like... Okay, this is personal development. We're talking about I am definitely open to change and understanding. That is not what I said. What I simply said was, Sherry, I agree with the concept and what you're talking about. What I said was, at the end of the day, what I think is interesting is that in the past of events that I've done, when we've had limited amount of time, if there's a set schedule and set time frame when you're going to get people in and out by, whenever you open up the dialogue conversation, people love to talk. They love to hear what's going on and share their insights and their thoughts. And then it's almost rude when you're like, okay, timer's up. Stop what you're saying. And so for my own personal background and when they're being able to do this, I feel at the end of the day, I don't want to put anyone in a situation to where I'm saying, okay, you were going through a great conversation and you were, you know, you were having your breakthrough and all of a sudden, I'm sorry, but two minutes on the timer came up. So stop what you're saying and forget your conversation and cut it at the point. I don't think that's fair. So what I said is that's one of the things that I feel that can come up because I've seen it happen and it's happened in the past with other events we've done. The second thing is that when one person talks, the next person that's in line wants to have that same amount of time or more to do the exact same conversation. Right. So if we're on a limited time schedule, I think it's better to hold the questions in that setting because that wasn't a personal development kind of platform. This was totally an educational workshop about certain specific things. So at the end, now you can ask questions, but guess what? I'm no longer holding on to the time that people who say, hey, I got to be out of here by one o'clock because they have to get back to work or whatever. I'm not not infringing on their time schedule because my schedule was hey 12 to 1 absolutely absolutely and i'm saying and and i'm challenging you that even inside that 12 to 1 you can have some sharing okay let's move on okay anyway the the conversation was on self-care right and 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 what we were talking about was being able when like when are you giving (laughs) feedback that is yours to give and when are you I guess letting off whatever's inside of you, but really shouldn't because you're infringing on somebody else's other mental space. So 
If I understand your comment or your question, I'm saying there's a fine right? line between because I I I I feel like I err on the side of not saying what probably should be said. I know I know there are times when it's like I I hold my tongue and I probably should not. But I think there's times when you don't hold your tongue <laughs> and you probably should. So okay, the one thing I think anyone can say about me is I'm authentic. I say what I say. But I don't sugarcoat that for anybody else. And I don't, I don't try to perceive to be something different than I'm not. So I think, wait, wait. I think at the end of the day, you accept me for who I am because this is who I am. I'm not changing that for anybody. I'm not doing anything different. So you know if we have a conversation or if you bring me into a conversation, you're asking my opinion and why you're bringing me into the conversation. If you're not asking my opinion, then say, Corey, I just need to vent and listen. I'm like, great. <laughs> Mouth is closed. I'm not saying anything. I do right. that all day long. Right. But if you ask my opinion or if you say, hey, I heard about X right. and I wanted to know what your thought, I'm so, going to be like, okay. So, so something, I, something I heard this week, because sometimes offering an opinion when you haven't established a foundation with someone. Oh, do you by not, all do means. You but see, I think it's different. What okay. I say to you or the people who are close to me, right. that's a whole different filter to me. You know what I'm okay. saying? If I don't have a relationship with you, don't take this the wrong way. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to sit there and spend my energy talking right. about something that could go in one ear and out the other. Right. I mean, you and I both know this. We could talk right. about, we know a lot of people, you know, that don't believe in personal development. Right. And you could tell them to their blue in the face and they'll be like, I'm not ready. You know, right. and I'm like, okay, so why am I even having this conversation? Right. I don't want to waste energy. Jim Rohn once said, there are two things in this world that are definitely powerful, right? And one of those things is time. Right. You can't get it back. Right. Once it's gone, it's right. gone. Right. So if someone's giving me their money to come hear me speak, I want to make sure I'm delivering content that gives them their money's worth, right. but also is valuable for their time. Right. Right. So right. that's how I look at it. You know, so I think at the same time when we're talking to anybody in the room, I'm going to have a whole different conversation with you because of our relationship. Right. You know, same thing with maybe some of the people in my office. I have different relationships with different people in my office. Right. And I wouldn't say one thing to one person that I would say to another because I just have a different relationship. Right. So where I'm more candid and more open with are people that I care about and right. I love. Right. Because this is who I am and these are the relationships I have with those right. people. Okay. It would never be that way for a stranger or someone that I don't have that kind of relationship with. I may say it after they leave the room, but <laughs> but I'm not going to say it and offer my opinion up front if I don't believe it because it's a waste of energy. Right. It really is. Okay. All right. What do we want people to take away? Right? Because we need, really, this was, I wanted to talk about just self-care and taking care of yourself and prioritizing it and realizing that wherever you go in the world, you're picking up wherever you have been. You're picking up the energy, the, the vibration of wherever you have been. And so if you've been in a toxic environment or you've been in an environment of suffering or you've just been in an environment where, it just, where you're just constantly on, then there has to be a space where you come apart and you drain off that energy. And so you're saying that you handle it in the morning. Yeah, I think I definitely I handle it in the morning time. I set my same ritual that I do every day. I find a way to give back to myself. I think I think no matter where you are in your life, business-wise or, you know, getting into your own personal you kind of thing, you have to find a way to to feed yourself. And I think that's first, you know. Right. I know some people may think it's selfish and and some people may think that you're supposed to put other people first. 
I don't believe that. It's like, you know, people always say that, you know. Um, self-care is not self It's not. It really isn't. You mm-hmm. have to be able to be at your best in order to deliver your best. Right. And you can't do that if you're constantly giving, 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 right. giving, giving, and then so much has been sucked out of you, there's nothing left for right. you. Right. That's the part I'm trying to get everybody to understand. Right. Right. Now, my my madness and my thoughts and my things that I do may be a little bit different than others, and I get that, you know? I'm not asking everybody to love <laughs> me, I'm not. But I'm saying at the end of the day, Listen to what I say in regards to you have to be first and you have to put yourself first so that you can have what's in you to be able to share right. more often. Right. So you don't become heavy. This, this makes me think of, um, of something I heard Ed Milet say, and, and I just I liked his language, is that you cannot give what's not alive in you. Right. And so if joy is not alive in you, joy can't be passed on. Exactly. If health is not alive in you, health cannot be passed Like you have to wake up in you. The thing you want to give to somebody else. By all means, I think, you know, here's the thing. We all have the same amount of hours in a day. But how we and what we do with those hours is what makes the difference of who you are. Absolutely. And I think if you want to have the ability to protect who you are as an internal person, you have to be selfish enough to steal time for yourself. Right. I'm not saying don't always want better for others. I'm not saying look out for your better man. I'm not right. saying help right. others around you. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you have to come first. Right. You have to put yourself first. I Hell, agree with this. When you get on the airplane, the first thing they tell you is put, put your mask oxygen mask on, on first yes. and then put it on your child. Right. You I, have to you have right. to help yourself first. Right, right, right. No, I'm agreeing with that. That that part I'm agreeing with. Instead of she a, just don't like the way I deliver the message. That's it, all it, she's it, saying, okay? okay? It's all good, you know, Sherry. Look, uh, no, we are good. where we are you know, in our lives. You absolutely <laughs> have to put yourself first, 100%. 100%. Um, what are you reading in terms of self-care? Are you do- Well, let me share this. So one of the things that I walked away from with this workshop was actually those coloring books. Have you seen those coloring books, those adult coloring books? Uh-huh. So the they are, there are these elaborate pictures and then but there's section i don't know how to describe it but like imagine a uh, an owl because that's the latest one that i'm covering coloring an owl but it isn't just an owl like they have made the shape of the owl like broken it into geometric parts Mm -hmm. so you end up kind of coloring the aisle but shading like these it's very relaxing yeah there's Mm -hmm. something relaxing and meditative about it and what i realize is that for me, I, I've been doing my, I've been challenging myself to do one an evening just to like drain off the energy. And so it's been really helpful. And again, because I do so much in the personal development space, everything that I've been doing for personal development was to get ready to teach something. So I needed something that wasn't on the pathway to me sharing it with somebody else. Right. You know, and so that it was really just for me. The, for those self. drawings are not going nowhere. Right. They, they don't they don't look good enough to go nowhere else. So they are they're gonna live right there in the in the book. But it was it was um relaxing for me and helped me to get rid of some energy that maybe I didn't know how to get rid of. And in a different way, it was a massage. Mm -hmm. And maybe it was a massage for the soul or whatever. You know, obviously it's not a body massage, but it had the same kind of relaxing effect where I was able to throw off the the weight of the day. Right. And just get back to one. Right. 
All right, Sherry. Well, I think that was a good topic today. Um, I think uh, I came out on the bad guy side of this one, but no, it's okay. Listen, let me know in the comments. <laughs> I did not make Corey look it's, like a bad guy. It's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be okay with this today. I'm going to get you on the next podcast, though. <laughs> All right, Sherry. Well, so like always, thanks so much. And uh, you had, I'm sorry, you had asked a question, what am I reading for self? Yes. Um, you know, I'm reading a book right now that says The Enemies of, the, of Excellence. And um, it's just all about, you know, why we sabotage, you know, ourselves when it comes to having gr- a good when we could have great, you know. Right. So that's really yeah. what it's about. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a good one. Yep. That's a good one. All right. Well, guys, have a great day. We look forward to talking to you soon.